Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes Law, a lyrical dive into Anderson Pack's discography. And today we will be looking at the um, 11th song off of his debut album, Venice, entitled Pain. And shit, um, it's been a while. And the reason that I haven't done an episode in like two weeks, and it's pretty much just because that. Um, finals have got me fucked up, but now that I'm done with school, I can operate and uh, record and put out episodes on a more often basis, so I'll probably be spending any, like, bored spare time pretty much doing the annotations, and, like, when nighttime comes, I'll be recording the episode and piecing it together. And, yeah, that's basically the reason that I've been, that I, I guess, was on a little bit of a hiatus, even though it was just, like, two weeks long, but whatever. But now that that's out of the way, we're going to talk about Pain, which is produced by Callum Connor, who appears pretty much all over the album and produces a bunch of other tracks on the album. So... Yeah, let's start looking at paint. So we start off with the pre-hook, which begins with "Ugh, that what you need? Ugh, you need? Say, is that what you need? Ugh, you need?" So Anderson is just asking this girl if she needs his love, but this is rhetorical and more of in a persuasive way. Like he pretty much knows that she wants him. And he's pretty much teasing her, like, you want this? So we get into only the first hook of the song, and I'm actually going to create a drinking game for y'all, and anytime I say the word hook in this episode, take a shot. Actually, you know what? Fuck it, when I'm listening back and editing, making sure that the episode's good to go, I'm gonna, like put in the description of the episode how many times I say the word hook. And, yeah, this is only the first hook. Like, the first... Like, not the first time that this hook is said. The first of any hook in... Like, there's multiple different hooks in this song, and this is the first of them. Um, So it starts with... All I see is angels, demons. So this could be alluding to his conscience as is common and is commonly portrayed as an angel and a demon or devil. He is making a conscious decision to have sex with this girl. And this could also be portraying that Anderson is a demon and the girl is an angel. And why this is also kind of ties into... The next two lines, soft lights, a bitch sound, from your first dream that be a sinner. So this implies that he only dreamt about her once, which is enough to get him horny. But it could also be seen as a morally poor decision to pretty much swing in on her immediately. And the center line could also be why Anderson is a demon. And it could also be not- worth noting that lust is one of seven deadly sins. And... He does feel like a sinner, and yeah, this is why he could be a demon.
pretty much in the sense. And the girl would be the angel because she is, I guess, innocent to innocent to him. I guess I guess that's the best way to explain it. So the song may have a shit ton of hooks, but there are also verses in the song and there's a verse one in the song which starts with Run like you're running for the gold one. So the gold one refers to a gold medal. And Anderson is comparing this girl pretty much coming for him to the effort, speed, and dedication an Olympic runner would put into getting the gold medal when they're racing. And then they're continued back and forth, of course. It's never no one. So this implies that she's always with someone going back and forth between different guys. They just want to frame you in the same shit. Never been afraid to let go. So she's always doing the same routine on a regular basis. Anderson is never afraid to let anything go. So she shouldn't be afraid to let go of the same shit and try something new. And this also... I did find a photography metaphor in this. You can put pictures in a frame. And when someone is taking... Your picture, you are positioned in a pose, and different types of sex is called positions, and everyone pretty much uh, wants to do the same one, and Anderson is trying to get her to come out of her shell and stop with the boringness that is, I guess, transpiring from... Her career, or at least what uh, he would imagine uh, with her being bored. So what I meant by... Well, like, I kind of explained it before, but what I meant by the song having multiple hooks with, like... Like the um, angel and demon sing, that was hook one. And hook two is what I'm about to uh, dissect right now. So it starts with... I just want to run it in on the canvas. Brush stroke is stroking, but she go nuts. So when a painter is painting on canvas, they are usually careful and gentle as the canvas is delicate. Anderson is treating this girl's body this way. And I also did uh, notice some pretty clever wordplay in here. So the brush could refer to the woman's hand. And by stroking it, it could mean by like stroking his penis. And her going nuts could actually refer to making him nut. Um, lack of a better word. And speak of me as you, something you can ride on. Guess how many pages put you open up the gate and get it. So that first line, I actually think of the double entendre. He is willing to get into a ride or die relationship with her. Meaning any problems she has are also his. And ride could also refer to the reverse cowgirl position. <laughs> so yeah, it's either like loyalty or sex. One or the other. Uh, you can interpret it how you want. And he's also saying that they'll be able to do this so much and be able to do so many different things that he would be able to fill a book with everything that they did and every time that they did it. And now we got hook three. But this one isn't really as complex as the other two hooks. Like they were fucking complex in the first place. Um, But pretty much just says. 
all day, no breaks, all day, no breaks. Mix it, clip it, switch it, then change it, no breaks, all day, no breaks. So Anderson can do this all day without stopping, and he'll be consistently changing position throughout the day. So you would probably imagine that the third hook is followed by a fourth hook. And you are dead wrong. It's actually followed by a post hook. What the difference is? Um, I guess post hook, I guess, sounds better for like... I don't know. I guess it has a uh, post hooky feel. And it's pretty much just says paint, 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 change it. Paint, paint, should change it. And this is actually something that I find particularly interesting. Something I find particularly interesting about this... Uh, he uses the same, I guess, subject, I guess, as the second hook, by which I mean, like, paint, the same subject that's being metaphored, but the to display the same point in at the third hook, which is uh, sex, change, position, and repeat. I found this pretty interesting. Now, like, yeah, the whole song pretty much has uh, paint metaphors spread throughout the entire thing but like it's i think most direct in the second hook and the post hook too considering that the post hook literally says the fucking word paint five times uh yeah sounds pretty direct to paint to me all right so we can move on to the second verse right after the fourth fucking hook but this one's pretty much just an extension of the first one and so it starts off the same way. Uh, all I see is angels, demons, soft lights, a bitch sound from your first dream to be a sinner. But then we actually, uh, there's more to this. Excuse me for not to, to keep you creaming, 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 creaming. He is using his guilty conscience as an excuse to not have her continuously coming. And yeah, this does actually, uh, I will explain like... Why he's going away from this, uh, the context of the rest of the song, uh, when we get to the conclusion. But yeah, that's basically what he is saying during this fourth hook. So after all the series of fucking hooks and post hooks and shit like that, we finally go on to, uh, verse two. And so it begins with different, different colors that you're changing a million ways a minute till it blows up. So Anderson is going to be doing a bunch of different positions with this girl and he's going to be consistently changing at a consistent rate. A million ways a minute till it blows up. Now, obviously, he's not going to do a million positions in a fucking minute, but yeah, they are going to be doing... A lot. Fighting on your face. Just face it. Take it till you say it. So Anderson is willing to keep going until she wants him to stop. And she pretty much isn't able to take anymore. So she's going to have to say it. I am going to open up your place and paint it. Meaning he is going to explore every inch of her body. Like, when you're painting a house, you're going to have to, like, explore the entire house to get every crevice. And he plans to get every crevice. 
So after the second verse, we get another round of hook three, the pre-hook, and hook one. And I don't think I really need to explain these again because I already went into context with all this shit. Um, but then we actually do get a third verse in the song. Look like you woke up, got a dream, and fishing where you live, but there's no luck. So most would be disappointed if they went fishing and caught nothing, or at least like people that are decent at fishing. I don't know. Um, like I, whenever I go fishing, I usually at least catch one. But she looks like she woke up from a dream so good that she's disappointed that it's not a reality. Who can I? Who can paint this picture like Dali? Mixing different colors, what I can do. So Salvador Dali was a famous surrealist painter, and he is saying that he can express himself like Dali. He's also saying that he can take the disappointment out of her that she got from the dream not being real, or pretty much any disappointment. Like, say she just saw Dark Phoenix. Uh, Then Anderson can... uh, kind of revive her from that um so if you're basically like still stuck for whatever reason or you want simpler quotes for me to uh help you understand this the first two lines reality is often disappointing last two lines reality can be whatever i want and then well okay really reality can be whatever you want but whatever and then we get the Second hook repeated, the third hook repeated, the post hook repeated, and then we're done. Well, guys, it's time for our conclusion. So Anderson pretty much just uses this track as a message to a girl about how he will be able to please her. And he uses painting metaphors to convey this throughout the song. And I actually have a little bit of a theory about one of the deeper meanings of the song. So I think this song actually has the themes of how humans are naturally lustful, but he almost completely ignores this trait, except for in the first and fourth hooks about, like, demons and angels and shit. And he does this to show the brief moments of guilt one may have while performing such sinful acts before jumping right back into what they're doing without reconsidering. Well, reconsideration beyond this brief moment of grief. And, yeah, this is a uh, thought I had. Because, like, those hooks seem different than the rest of the song. And, uh, that is the best explanation that there probably is. And that is looking like it's it for this episode. So, uh, thank you for enjoying, uh... Thank you for listening to this. I enjoyed coming back to this, researching one of my favorite singers and rappers and musicians in general. Um, And yeah, I am definitely going to be uploading more episodes on a regular basis. And yeah, definitely check the podcast out. Recommend it to friends, uh, give it five-star ratings on whatever the fuck you, uh, use it on, and join me in this journey for, 
of Anderson Pack. We are definitely growing. I actually did check the stats, and my last episode is currently like in its twenties right now, in terms of views. Like I don't really uh, like. Okay, I get that. Like that number is like. I get that it's a small number and all, like, because I know, like, Dissect gets a lot of views and fucking Watching the Throne, that's a popular podcast, but, like, 23 views, that definitely does make me feel grateful, and it's actually one of the most viewed episodes of all time for Get em Up, I didn't know that song was uh, popular. In terms of Anderson Pack, but yeah, thank you for listening to this and recommending this to your friend. I actually think I had not a day where forty nine different views came in. So yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest and like, even though it's not huge, it is definitely something that I am grateful for. So yeah, thank you for listening to this, and yeah, I will. Uh, Catch you all next time. Take care, guys.